I'm going to do kind of part two today. Um, last week, I spoke on, uh, he's strong up here, so grace towards me. Um, I spoke last week on the word called rise in due diligence and discernment. And so I'm going to review briefly about due diligence, and then we'll get into the discernment part that he's connecting with that due diligence today, okay? So say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I want to read Matthew 5, verse 17. Jesus said this, he says, but Jesus answered them and he said, my father has been working until now and I have been working. Jesus said, my father has been working until now and I have been working. John chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. Jesus answered them and said, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. Okay, the works that I do, I do in my Father's name, and those works bear witness of Jesus. John 10, 37 and 38, he says, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe in the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I am in him. Jesus constantly was revealing the Father's heart, his love, his ways. He revealed his acts. He showed the peoples the intent of the Father's heart through the power that he walked in, through the works that he demonstrated. So you want to see God the Father? You see Jesus. You want to know what's in the Father's heart? You see what Jesus does and has done. And we honor the power of Jesus Christ. We don't want a form of religion that's dead. That will profit us nothing. But as we abide and remain in him, he says it will bear much fruit for him. So if we are abiding in the true vine, if we are abiding in Jesus Christ, if we're abiding in his word, if we have Holy Spirit inside of us, then the Father's works are in us. Period. And the Spirit oversees those works in every individual. And it's up to us to believe. So Jesus rebuked those that didn't believe. And it's crazy when you know that that some of the works that he did, no one could even have done before. He was even the first to do some of these works, and they still would not believe that he was from God. That's that power that kills, that pharisaical religious spirit, unbelief. And so he's laboring and has still laboring and will continue to labor until we see him face to face in the Father's works. And he nails it with, Here's the real, the real revelation. I'm in the Father, and he's in me. That's it. 
So if you've seen me, you've seen my father. If you've seen the father, you've seen me. That's it. That's the greatest revelation that we see through this. And so he's calling us to the works of God. He's calling the saints to do the work of God, to do the works of Jesus. We're not to be lazy, apathetic, right? We're not to be in stupor or slumber or sleep, but we're to be active, alert, watching, praying, and going about our, what? Father's business, doing what he has asked us to do individually and corporately. So as believers in Jesus Christ, our lives are reflecting his. As believers in Jesus Christ, our lives are reflecting his. Every day, we are to exercise due diligence in our lives and live according to his word. We are to put forth effort make righteous decisions, use caution, search for wisdom in all things, be observant, exercise reasonable care in different matters in life. We are to guard and watch over what has been entrusted to us to keep, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. According to Colossians 4.2, we are to continue earnestly in prayer and be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. According to 1 Peter 5.8, we are to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. According to Proverbs 4.23, we are to keep our heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. The New Living stated it this way, guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Wow. <laughs> God always looks at the heart. We talked about this in depth last week. Everything comes from the heart. The Holy Spirit encouraged us to use the spiritual gifts he provides for us daily. Romans 12, 6 said, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. Use what you got. Let us use them. That's due diligence. Use what God has given you. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise what God has given to you, but give God praise for that. Don't compare yourself to others. Just use what you've got. When you use what you've got with due diligence, and it's going to multiply itself because that's kingdom. In the same passage in Romans 12, 8, he said, he who leads, lead with diligence. We talked about how every one of us in the body of Christ are leaders. We are called to lead. The body of Christ is called to lead. You're like, well, I don't feel like a leader. Well, you are, okay? And different leaders have different roles and functions. We don't all look the same, but every one of us are called to lead. And if we're leading with due diligence, the kingdom of heaven is going to multiply. Righteousness is going to prevail in the land. Your witness will as we said earlier, be a light for all to see. 
We are to live our life devoted to God and his heart and his word. Devotion. That's a big word. Hopelessly devoted to God. Devoted to God and his word. That's not religion. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That comes through abiding in him and in his word, living the lifestyle of abiding prayer and bearing much fruit for the Lord. And we want it to be in our hearts to say, Father, I want to bear much fruit for you. Bless me. Fill me. Take my life over so that I can bear much fruit for you. The fact that we're even aware of that is a miracle. That God can use us from the eldest to the youngest so that we can bear much fruit for the Father because Jesus said in John 15 that that's how he's glorified. Amen? The Lord said to rise in due diligence and discernment. So he's linking these together. God does not want his family to lack. There is a scripture that says, there is no lack in the house of the righteous. I pray it every day. Now, you believe it or not, but when you believe what the word says and the covenant you have with God, everything you have will line up with his word. When you believe in your heart, that is showing yourself approved unto God because you take him at his word. And that's what will change our circumstances. Praise God. God does not want his family to lack. He does not want us to lack in discernment. So we'll briefly discuss what is discernment. It just simply means to perceive. That's a big word, perception. To perceive by the sight or some other sense or by your intellect. To see, to recognize, to apprehend. It's perception to distinguish mentally, to recognize as distinct or even different. It can even be judicial estimation. We have to discern true from false, legal, not legal, right and wrong, what's above and what's beneath. Discernment is a gift of Holy Spirit that we find in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. And as he lists all of the gifts of the Spirit, In that, he says, and the discerning of spirits. So, ah, Father has chosen to give to us his discernment. Wow. Wow. Through the Holy Spirit. He has chosen to give us perception, the ability to perceive, to see clearly. He's chosen to let us understand intellectually what's going on, to apprehend, to be able to divide right from wrong, light from dark, good from evil, 
halfway, lawlessness, lukewarmness. He gives us this understanding from his heart, and he wants us to be in due diligence in the discerning of spirits. And it's amazing to me that it's, it's been around forever with God, but yet to every generation, he gives what we need in the moment of our walk and time. And there's times when humanity has needed great wisdom. And I'm sure different times when the peoples have been on the planet, they think, man, the wisdom I'm seeing is greater than what I ever saw my father walk in or my grandfather walk in. Because God knew in that time, in that era, that they needed great wisdom. Do you understand? It can be anything from God the Father. And when he's pouring out his spirit, all these things are available through the spirit. And every saint has opportunity to partake of these. But when he is pouring fresh oil and says, you guys need due diligence right now and great discernment. Then my, my ear hears what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And the beauty in that is it's not just for Fred or her. It's for you. It's for me. And I believe that he can impart this to those children who are born again. They just know. Discernment is the supernatural discerning. It's supernatural. Supernatural. It's not normal. Okay? Don't think human here. Think supernatural. I'm always exalting the Holy Ghost and the power of Jesus. It's the ability to know if a spirit is the Holy Spirit, a human spirit, a demonic spirit, or an angelic spirit. What kind of spirit is it? Jesus demonstrated his anointing of discernment in a teachable moment with his disciples, James and John. Many are familiar with this. You can go to Luke chapter 9. This is in the heart of God, and we love his heart. Luke 9, we'll look at verse 51. This is when he was in Samaria. Verse 51, it says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him. Because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? And he turned and he rebuked them. And he said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went on to another village. This is a powerful testimony, and most people have heard of this story. And no doubt there was great uh, support for Jesus through these two disciples. They were on fire. They had the names of sons of thunder. They had a righteous cause. They were ticked off because these people didn't receive him. They didn't listen to him, right? And so they just went a step forward out of the God-given authority that they had right then. 
into that of the spirit of Elijah and said, hey, can we just call fire down from heaven and just wipe them out? That'll show them. Right? <laughs> they're, they're growing in their authority. They're watching him do the works of God. They're, they're just trying to follow after this amazing man. And, and they just get ahead of the game. And he has to rebuke them. Thank God he rebukes us. Or we'll get in trouble, right? <laughs> he says, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. That's the discerning of spirits. So what spirit are they speaking out of? And he brings the truth that I love. He didn't just rebuke them without understanding. He says, for the Son of Man didn't come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And that was his purpose in his first coming. There will be a time when the fire will fall. There will be a time when the judgment of God, the fire of God will fall. It's in our Bible, right? The wrath of God, the judgment of God and of Jesus Christ shall come to those who have not believed in him, who are not in Christ Jesus. That will come. But right now, right now, we are called to walk with him to seek and save the lost, to heal, to deliver, to manifest the good news of the gospel of the kingdom, to feed, to help, to assist, to govern righteously, to legislate, to walk in an executive offices of apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers, to help govern the house of God, to maintain the glory of the Lord so that we can maintain and do the works of the Father until he calls us home. The spirit of discernment interprets. It brings understanding, and that's what he was doing. Go to 1 John chapter 4. We teach all of this intensively in our school of ministry, and I'm giving you a quick overview today 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. It's written, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they be from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is amazing. Do not believe every spirit. Do not believe every spirit. That means that not every spirit is from God or his kingdom. Every spirit. Do not believe every spirit. And he gave us a clue. Test them to see whether they be from God. So now he's showing us that we have authority and Holy Spirit is going to help us see. Are you from God or are you not? The spirit that just told me to do this. Do you call Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Do you worship and serve him only? Answer me now in Jesus' mighty name. That, that testing of the Spirit, that even inside of your own being, well, you just know that you know that's just got to be the right way to go. But the Spirit of discernment is speaking to you, nope. Right? Well, that's the way we've always done it. And he says, nope. This is the way. Walk in it. 
You hear a word behind you and you feel that stirring in your soul and all of a sudden you recognize that, oh my God, the Holy Ghost is trying to show me something. I can feel it within me. I can feel that something's just not quite right. And so I continue to do, show due diligence in out. I show due diligence in seeking that out. To hear what the Father is doing. How is he working now in this situation? So that I can walk in line with him. Amen? Thank God we've been given the authority to test the spirits. Don't be offended if you test it and it's the Holy Ghost. He's like, well, it's me. You're just following the word of God, right? He's not offended. Hallelujah. He wants us to know the truth because the truth that we know will set us free. He leads us into all truth. Thank God. Through the discerning of spirits, you will be able to know the spirit of it. The spirit in which something is done or even said. You all know when something's said and it's in the wrong spirit. You know. It gives us the ability to know impure motives even in the heart. The mind, the will, or emotions. Where it's impure, it's not right. Just as we talked about James and John, they were just off a little bit and wanted to fry them. And, you know, God just has to get us right. Right? Go to Acts chapter 5. <laughs> it's just the truth. And I think that God loves our righteous zeal, but we have to submit it. Or the zeal can take you off course. Scripture says the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. That's what we want. All right? We want the zeal of the Lord. Uh, the zeal of the Lord is in the Father's house. We want that. Wow. Thank God he manages us. <laughs> Acts 5, verse 1. Y'all there? Okay, this is the story of Ananias and Sapphira. It says, But a certain man named Ananias went with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. He kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and he brought of a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God." Then Ananias, hearing these words, he fell down and breathed his last. <laughs> he dropped down dead in church. And so great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Verse 6, and then the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. And now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. And then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to do what? To test the spirit of the Lord. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. 
And immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. Then the young man came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. This is real. This has really happened. And the discerning of spirit was used here through Peter, through offerings. In the offerings. In the offerings. But the Holy Ghost knew that they had lied in their hearts. And then he revealed that to Peter. He had no way of knowing that, right? That's the gift. That is the discerning of spirits. And he didn't blame it on a demon. It was the motive of their heart. Do you understand? He searches. He knows the impure motives in the heart, the mind, will, and emotions. The discerning of spirits will lead you into a deeper understanding and knowing of the Lord's ways as well as the way of the enemy. Go to 2 Corinthians The discerning spirits is going to lead us into a deeper understanding and knowing of the Lord's ways. Now, we've got a whole Bible to back that up. Okay? (laughs) So, abide. How are you going to know his ways? Abide. How are you going to know his thoughts? Read the word. How you want to know his heart? Read the word. Abide. Abide. Show yourself approved. Study. Seek. Ask. Thirst. Worship. Pray. That. Amen? I'm getting there. Where? 2 Corinthians 11. I'm just going to start on verse um, 13. He carries on in his letter here and he says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. No wonder. For Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. So therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. Whose end will be according to their what? Works. So we understand that the enemy can disguise himself and he can come as false apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, peoples, right? Nothing new under the sun. And he warns the church of this. This is through the discerning of spirits. So the church has to have due diligence. Leaders have to walk in due diligence, especially over prophecy. Especially over prophecy and over givings, finances. We have to exercise due diligence, great discernment to know because some see in part and know in part. Part A could be right on, part B was their flesh. Correct? You have to be able to know that. And here he's calling them out because they were existed then. They still exist and they will exist. 
Evil men will continue to grow worse and worse, deceiving and deceiving themselves. We read that last week. So the church is being warned through the Holy Ghost in the discerning of spirits. And it's really nice when it's just like, hi, I'm a Satanist. I'm a witch and here's my job. But the evil one works better when he comes and says, hi, I'm an apostle. And I'm not. Deceiving and being deceived. I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. Scriptures, right? That's why he rebuked the Pharisees. He says, you don't know me. You're not mine. You're of another spirit. Correct? What you discern will now lead you into experience which has the ability to give you gained authority and maturity. So when we were tricked or deceived or we went through something or we saw it happen or we, we read about it, we see the testimony, we see the word itself, we have to know that everything we go through in discernment and lessons in discernment because we've all missed it at least once. When you miss it, you have to know that everything you're going through in this life produces gained authority. Say gained authority. I know you love this. Go to Romans chapter 5. Everybody loves this verse. Romans 5 verse 3. In life. Romans 5 verse 3, he says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation will produce a perseverance. 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 Boy, do we need that, right? And perseverance will produce character. And character produces hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. It does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So even though we're going through tribulation, if we persevere under trial, look up, have hope, know that character is being worked in us. James and John, they went through it, but they learned, correct? They received the correction. It takes humility to receive correction. Even when you think you're right. Right? Because after all, they're trying to protect the Son of God. They're trying to honor the Son of God. Right? Sounds sweet. Go to Hebrews 5. He's showing us due diligence today in discernment. And you can expect a fresh impartation today of it. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. He says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. He's just a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is, those who by reason of use... Remember? Use it. (laughs) Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. To discern both good and evil. He doesn't, we, we can't just stay on the milk, 
right? We got to mature. We got to grow up. Even a newborn babe, once they get born again, God can do so much in them. They don't have to take 30 years to get there like you did. You know, God is always increasing. And, they, and we can all receive a revelation, even as a babe, because the Spirit knows what we can handle, right? And what we can't. And so here you see, by solid food belongs to those who are full age, those who are maturing through, by reason of use. Every time we show due diligence and work for God, we use what he's given us, what he's entrusted to us, Okay, our senses are being exercised. They are being matured to discern as we obey God, as we do what God told us to do. We're growing in discernment as we mature to know good and evil. Isn't that amazing? As we love God, obey God, keep God's commandments, fear God and keep his commands. We are growing in discernment. We are growing in discernment and we desperately need it more than ever now. True discernment really works closely with the spirit of knowledge and the word of God. Go to, back to Hebrews 4, verse 12. We love this verse. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Whew. No. Hebrews 4, verse 12, are y'all there? I'm trying. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and our spirit, man. And even the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Wow. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him. We may not see it, but he does. To whom we must give account, because we all must give account. Amen. Even our works shall be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. That's a good thing. <laughs> the word of God. So as you're abiding in the word, you're praying the word, you're seeking his face, you hear the spirit bring the word. He'll come and he'll do this. And then he's able to divide for you, separate good from evil. Thoughts and intents of the heart. So then you feel all of a sudden in yourself like, I don't think that's the right motive. Why do I know that right now? Because that's the spirit of the Lord. That's the word of God. But the discerning of the spirits is kicking in. And now we have a choice to respond to it. Correct? The discerning of the spirits works closely with the spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge and revelation. And so... We teach, here's what you will know of understanding the different spirits. Listen to this. We have Holy Spirit. Praise God. Holy Spirit is God, yes? And you need Holy Spirit to be Lord. Don't leave him out. Many have. To just being in the Godhead. Right? But he's still moving today and he brings power. He baptizes in the Holy Spirit in fire. He comes to bring the saints into the fullness of 
into, into the gifts and the callings and anointings that God has so that we can be just like Jesus and move like him. Holy Spirit, understanding different spirits. You sure like it when you're like, oh, Holy Spirit was here today. Man, Holy Spirit said this to me. Yeah, Holy Spirit's leading me and guiding me into all truth. I love Holy Spirit. Right? We just had new revelation knowledge of Holy Spirit. We just went deeper with Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues. Whatever, you're communing, you feel him. He's giving you dreams and visions. He's imparting new gifts to you. That's wonderful. We understand, but there is growth needed there. There's always more. That's what we say. Then there are angelic spirits. So, so that's an angel of the Lord. But even then, through the scripture, we're not getting to all those right now, but we know that this specified that cherubim, seraphim, archangels, warring angels, strong angels. There's so many countless ranks and orders of angels, divisions of angels, and they're on assignment to serve the heirs of salvation. They're on assignment to serve those who inherit the kingdom. Wow, not just a guardian angel that's going to just make sure you're safe 24-7. But more than that, and when your eyes are open to see them, you're like, whew, wow. And when one just shows up, you're pretty much toast. Because <laughs> they carry the glory of the Lord, but yet they're attentive to your words. Scripture, I'm quoting you scripture. The angels of the Lord hearken unto the voice of the word of God, and they carry it out, and they perform it. Discerning a spirit, due diligence in this. We're going to grow even more. Wow. Human spirits. <laughs> Go over to Acts 13. We're all spirit beings, correct? Okay. Say humans. humans. That'll do it. <laughs> Acts 13. Let's start on number six. Y'all there? It says, now, when they had gone through the island of Papos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. And this man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But... Elmas, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Verse 9. So then Saul, who is also called Paul, wow, filled with Holy Spirit, hallelujah, looked intently at him and said, O oh, full of all deceit and all fraud. You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight way of the Lord? Now that is discernment, right? You're like, is it legal to talk that way as a Christian? <laughs> Filled with Holy Spirit. This is the zeal of the Lord. He's not afraid to confront nothing. 
You understand? And when he fills your belly and it comes out your mouth and later you're like, did I say that? And it was the Holy Ghost, right? That's why it's written for us. Isn't that marvelous? Doesn't it just make you feel good when God just calls it out? Verse 11, it says, And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed <laughs> when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Wow, someone gets saved because darkness was confronted. And the Spirit of God was on a vessel who knew the Holy Ghost. You don't want to just pull the gun out if you don't know how to use it. And many have tried. And we don't want to do that, right? You hear it? The discerning of spirits, understanding different spirits. So you knew this human spirit was that warlock, that witch, right? Also astral projection takes place with that. Some spirit came in your room and it wasn't the Lord, right? Of course, you have demonic spirits. Matthew chapter 4. We teach about all these things for you to understand their roots, their fruits that are all through Scripture, how they operate against humanity and how we can walk free and get free and deliver others. Praise God. Matthew 4, looking at verse 23. It says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Amen. So we know there are demonic spirits. There's animal spirits. They're demonic spirits that inhabit animals. <laughs> Truth. That happens. And not just in Africa. Okay? Occultic spirits. Back to Acts. Had a cat once we used to love so much. He's the best cat in the world. And I was in a whole lot of high-level warfare during that season. And all of a sudden, one day, the dumb cat turned on me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> moved down the street about four houses. Traumatized all of our children. What's his name? Trooper, I think. And he never came back. I try to pet him when I'm on my walk. You know, I was like, they even curse my cat. Believe it or not. Acts 16. He chose not to repent. <laughs> Acts 16. Oh, I've got some stories. I've got some stories. Okay, Acts 16. Uh, verse 16. Y'all there? Okay. This is on occultic spirits. It says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination, okay, met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God and who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the what? Spirit. 
I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. That is amazing. And that set off something else in the entire region. Then you have what we call flesh fruit. <laughs> Go to Galatians 5. We're talking about the discerning of spirits and the different spirits. We're all familiar with this. Galatians 5, verse 19. It's in my Bible as works of the flesh. Now, we're called to walk and do the works of the Father, correct? Okay. These are works of the flesh. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you see that? These are all the spirits. The discerning of spirits works for all of these. Say, thank you, Lord. Jesus says you're going to know them by their fruit. Go to Matthew 7. Stay with me. Matthew 7. Verse 15. He says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in what? Sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. Key. <laughs> but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Amen. <laughs> Nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. We have been taught. We have been warned. I'm going to read Galatians 5, through 26 to you, which is the fruit of Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit right there. There's the works of God. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envy one another. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in Holy Spirit. And so what we want to hear the Spirit of the Lord saying is you say, okay, we need to mature now in due diligence, have due diligence and discernment. Because he knows we need a fresh impartation of that. Amen? And so the Holy Spirit imparts 
And if you are wanting a fresh impartation, you can stand up and just lift up your hands. And I'm going to pray for all of us to receive that. And afterwards, if you want special prayer, we will pray for you up here, okay? So just lift up your hands to him. If you're not new at this, it's okay. It's just a place of surrender to the Lord. Our hearts are open, Lord. Our hands are open towards you, Lord. We are taking heed to your words. We are a house that takes heed and attends to the word of the Lord. And we honor you, Lord. And we thank you that you care about us, that we will not lack any good thing, and that you're always bringing increase to us, whether we've just been born again or seasoned. Father God, we love you and honor you, and we ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would impart to us by your Holy Spirit due diligence to impart to us by your spirit discernment, true discernment, the discerning of spirits. Woo. As you choose to use us in your kingdom authority to advance your kingdom on earth, individually and corporately, we receive Holy Spirit right now. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you just to thank him. Some of you probably already feel him. I feel him. You do this by faith. Just tell him, thank you. I receive this fresh impartation, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For such a time as this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing for us what we couldn't do ourselves. We receive you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And, and, and we will be diligent to use it <laughs> and not be afraid of it. We trust you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing us into maturity to be able to discern good from evil and to judge righteously and justly in this age for your name's sake. Seal it, Lord. And we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.